Hey, this is Rick at Bite Size Pickleball. Please rate and review this podcast if you're down to give me a couple of minutes of your time. Let's talk about poaching. Let's get right into it. I'm a really aggressive poacher. I have a lot of length, so it fits my game well. And I realized early on in my pickleball life that my opponents were going to be hitting it to my partner a lot. And I had the choice to either whine about it and make excuses after I lost. You know the one, well, they hit it to my partner every time. Or I had the choice to get proactive. After a couple of months of whining, I decided to get proactive. Yup, I used to be a whiner. It happens, especially when we're not winning. The inner whiner comes out. So there are two main things I focus on when I'm poaching. The first is recognition. There's that word again. Maybe you've heard it in my other podcast. Recognition of my opponent's pattern in this case. If their pattern is trying to isolate my partner and hit them the majority of the balls and dismember them like the scene in Fargo, I would want to recognize that pattern and then wait for the perfect moment, spring into action and disrupt the pattern. You know, unplug the wood chipper. Because if they're rarely hitting it to me at all, they have become predictable and their shots will be easy to intercept when the time is right. When is the time right? I like to go when my opponent looks down to hit the ball and not a fraction of a second before then. There are some players that look down for an inordinate amount of time. Maybe their swing is too big in that they like cock it back too far. And while they do, they're simultaneously looking down at the ball. And meanwhile, I have swooped in from the baseline to cut off their angle. Let's recap. Number one, recognize the pattern. And number two, wait for your opponent to put their head down when they're in their shot motion. This will work on your third shots. It'll work when they're pinning your partner at the baseline with drives. And it'll also work up at the non-volley zone when the dink game is going on. I see a lot of players on the rec level, they just keep dinking to the same side and they get locked into that pattern. Recognize that pattern and when the time is right, when they look down to dink it, cut their angle off and put the ball away. The other thing is, if I recognize my partner is getting picked on, I like to switch into what I call controlled chaos mode. With controlled chaos, I never want my opponents to know where I'm gonna be. I want them constantly on edge, wondering where I am and if I might poach. Heck yes, I am going to poach. It's probably my number one weapon and it sets up the controlled chaos for me. Admittedly, sometimes my partner can get a little bit uh, chaotic and confused as well, but they usually figure it out intuitively where they should be on the court and how they can successfully counter what I'm doing. Controlled chaos. You can start creating this controlled chaos when you're returning serve and you engage in switching sides after the service return. There are three signals you want to know if you don't already. An open palm to your partner means you're going to switch sides. A closed fist means you're staying put. And if you rub your thumb and two fingers together, that means you're going to fake the switch. But a caution on switching. Whoever is switching from the baseline has to be able to move really well in order to get themselves in position in time. Otherwise, if you don't move too well, you probably don't want to switch at all because you'll be too vulnerable. And this is important, protect your signs behind your back or your paddle. You do not want the Houston Astros intercepting your signs. I've played against players who will form their sign before they even get it behind their back. Or they'll turn slightly toward their partner after they give the sign and they'll still be showing that sign. Oops. 
another important thing to keep in mind when doing the old switcheroo is make sure if you're the one giving the signals that your partner sees it and says yes or got it or something to acknowledge the fact because sometimes people brain farts happen. Is that you? Have you been there? I know I have. The other important thing about everything I'm talking about is checking our egos at the gate. If you're teamed with an aggressive poacher, let them do their thing and you fill in as best as you can. Often that means just getting your drop shots in and generally keeping the ball in play so the aggressive partner can close the deal. I'm not saying you can't close the deal, but for me, when I play pickleball, I am going with the odds and the hot hand. Yes, Colin Johns can put away some balls, but I want Ben Johns doing it whenever possible. When Ben's a-rockin', Colin don't come a-knockin'. He just fills in on bass as best as he can. Can I get a little bass rip, Colin? Yeah, bro! Yeah, my man. Okay, I'm digging that. All right, that's good. And look, the best that Colin has is pretty damn masterful. For me, Colin has the best reset in the game. Okay, what if you're on the other side and you're playing against a poacher? Think about what I already said. The most important thing to remember is not to keep your head down too long while you're in your shot motion. That interval needs to be shortened when you're playing against an aggressive player. The other thing you need to do is you need to keep the poacher honest by hitting your second shot to their deep corner so they can't get a head start to the kitchen. You don't want to do this every time, but you certainly want to set that precedent early on so you let the poacher know that you're going to be hitting it over there and they might not be so carefree with their poaching. Keep them honest throughout the point. You want to put doubt in their head. And it's funny, when you put pressure on them, the better player, there's a tendency for them to maybe get a little tight because they aren't used to the opponents going after them. Yes, I have experienced this firsthand. So let's sum up. You want to create controlled chaos and you want to recognize your opponent's pattern so you can then cut those patterns off and save your partner from going into the wood chipper. You go when your opponent's head is down in their shot motion. In short, no whining. Just increase your aggressiveness and keep rocking, baby, whether you're the lead singer or the bass player. Paul McCartney was a bass player. He did pretty well. Okay, thanks for coming together today. And in the end, there's only one thing left to sing. <laughs> <laughs>